Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for May 3rd, 2018. And we have a more reasonably sized slate for tomorrow. It's 10 games, and I think it's a pretty good slate. I think we have some pretty good ideas of where we want to go. To start with, on the expensive end here, we have Jacob DeGrom at 13200 Kyle Freeland's oddly priced all the way up to 10100 That's just way too expensive for him. But I think with DeGrom, we have an interesting question of really easy matchup for him home against the Marlins. DeGrom's been ridiculously good this year. But do you think that's too much to pay for him, Matt? No, I don't think it's too much to pay for him in general, but I think it's too much just given the prices of the rest of the offenses and the other pitchers on the slate. Um, so for these circumstances, I think it is probably a bit too much to pay. Uh, but I, I don't think that that's excessive for him because it is an easy matchup against the Marlins, and DeGrom is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, he's probably just a notch below some of the other elite guys like Scherzer and Sale and Kluber. Um, I think that price is probably fair, and I think it does make sense to have some exposure to him, but he's not a priority, I don't think. Yeah, so here's the deal with DeGrom. Is I, I do think that it's a good spot for him. It's just he's priced up a little bit too much for me for the matchup. He's been priced uh, 12400 a couple times this year for matchups against the Padres and actually another game against the Marlins, and those are the two most expensive prices for him for the season. Overall, he's scoring about 24 fantasy points per game this year. The number should actually be a little bit higher because he did get hurt one start and they need another start where he only lasted one inning. Uh, I, I guess, though, we, the, the one start where he only went one inning, he just didn't really pitch particularly well in that game. So maybe we can't totally discount it. But I just think that even in a good matchup, it's kind of a fair price for him. So not a lot of value there. So it's kind of the same situation we've said on a lot of other slates. If you have a cheaper stack where you could go up, I think you go up to DeGrom, but I wouldn't make him the priority. We say, I need to have DeGrom in all my lineups because I think that there's better values for their price tags. One guy that really stands out to me, Kenta Maeda, 9,800 at home against the Rockies. It was funny. We liked Maeda for Tuesday's slate home against the Rockies. Then the Dodgers mixed up the rotation. They bumped Maeda back to Wednesday, and they pitched um, Brock Stewart on Tuesday night. So we have Maeda basically in the same spot. He's a little bit more expensive because he was 9000 yesterday, but 9800 I still think he's worth using. Uh, I'm probably going to end up with more exposure to him than DeGrom. Really favorable matchup. Rocky's worst team in the league against right-handed pitching when adjusted for parts. So how do you feel about Kenta Maeda tomorrow? Yeah, I think he is the pitcher who we could end up with the most exposure to. Um, he's certainly the best pitcher on the high end for his price. Like, I think there are other guys around him that are a little bit cheaper that are potentially interesting. Um, I think David Price actually could be more highly owned. And Tyler Skaggs, I think, might be a little overrated, but I think it's a decent spot for him, too, although a little pricey. Um, but the value on Kenta Maeda is definitely stronger, given the matchup. Uh, one thing that's notable for David Price is that Wil Wilson Ramos got hurt tonight, but I still don't think that I want to pay 8800 for Price, who's just been so much worse this year, and it is a road game. Um, the Rays now have Willie Adamas, who actually homered off Chris Sale in his first game, so he should help their lineup being a much better hitting shortstop than Denny Hatcheveria or Joey Wendell against lefties. Um, so just kind of comparing Maeda to the other pitchers in his price tier, and then obviously better better play than Kyle Freeland, who is just ridiculously priced at over ten thousand. Um, I'm not sure if Maeda is my favorite pitcher on the slate, but he's certainly my favorite in this price range. Yeah. So moving down. The next guys that I personally have interest in is Jake Arrieta at 6,900. Nice. And then we have Chris Archer at 6,700. I think for their price tags, 
those are the two best values on the slate with more of a lean towards Archer for me. I think that Archer is overall the best value play on the slate. Uh, that is best value of any offense, best value of any pitcher. 6700 for Archer is just way too cheap. It is a tough matchup against the Red Sox, but it's still just so much lower overpriced than the baseline expectation for him. For Arietta, I think that he's also a good value play. Definitely not as much upside as Archer because he doesn't strike out nearly as many guys, but he does a good job of limiting hard contact. And he's been overall pretty solid this year. The ground ball rate is ridiculously high, 57%. Only a 5.6% home run to fly ball rate. So I think that those are some factors from the limiting of the hard contact. So Arietta. Definitely, I don't want as much exposure to him as Archer. I think the combination I'm going to have the most of tomorrow is going to be Maeda and Archer. Uh, I'm going to have some Maeda-Arietta lineups. I'll have some Archer-Arietta lineups where I go with expensive hitters. Uh, what do you think of Arietta and Archer, and are there any other cheap pitchers you like? Yeah, so my initial thought when we were talking before we started is that Archer was a far better play than Jake Arietta, and I think he still probably is a better play for the strikeout upside. Um, but looking at the team stats this year, the Red Sox have a 120 WRC+. Plus against righties that's just such a ridiculous number um the braves have been good against righties but it's only a 102 wrc plus um they haven't had ronald acuna the whole year so they should be probably a little better than that but the red sox offense against righties this year has just been ridiculous and they don't strike out very much uh the braves strike out a little bit more than the red sox do um so it's a harder matchup for archer but he also does get the advantage of pitching at home um archer does have more pronounced home road splits than the average pitcher uh, we've kind of debated a lot how much to put into that, but it is at least a little bit more than the average pitcher. Um, Tampa is a pitcher's park. Um, so even though it's a harder matchup for Archer, I think he still is a better play than Arietta for the strikeouts. Uh, but I do like both guys, and there's no one really else that's cheap that I have any interest in. Um, so having a good amount of each of them, I think, makes sense, along with Kenta Maeda. Um, I think those three pitchers should just kind of be rotated with various stacks that we'll get to just kind of whatever fits. And then in the lineups where you can afford DeGrom, I think he's worth paying up for, but uh, the three priorities I think are Maeda, Archer and Arietta. Yeah, that is, that is definitely how I feel also. So moving into the offenses now, but we have some crappy pitchers going tomorrow. We've got Homer Bailey. We've got Dylan Covey, who I don't think people might not remember just how terrible he was, but he was, ridiculously awful when he pitched for a while last season for the White Sox. We've got Alex Cobb, who's really struggled. Doug Fister, who hasn't been that bad this year, except still is going up against the Yankees in Texas hitters park. So Yankees, highest expected run output on the slate for me. And then we have Aaron Sanchez, who's really struggled lately, 5,800. I think all of the, all of the offenses going up against them are stackable. Uh, which is your favorite of all these teams? It's really hard to say, and I'll kind of start with Dylan Covey just because I'm looking at his numbers now to try to figure out what to make of him. Um, he has at least been better in AAA this year than he had ever really been before in the minors, so maybe there are some tangible improvements there. Um, he has a 233 ERA with a 390 FIP and a 360 XFIP in AAA this year. Um, I think he's definitely bad, but he might not be quite as bad as we remember. Uh, he had a 771 ERA last season, and a lot of those appearances were actually in relief. Uh, his peripherals weren't much better. Didn't really get any strikeouts at all. But Covey is enough of an unknown that I think stacking the Orioles, while it makes sense, isn't really the priority. Um, and then I think the Yankees, for ownership, are probably worth fading a little bit. 
Um, I think just looking at the Vegas line, it probably is a little bit unfair to Doug Fister, who's probably slightly better than most people think he is. So my favorite offense for the slate is the Angels against Aaron Sanchez. Um, I think Aaron Sanchez has been a guy I've targeted against for at least three starts in a row. Uh, but his numbers are just awful this year. He has a 447 ERA, 491 FIP, 504 XFIP. Um, he's only getting seven Ks per nine innings, walking five guys per nine innings. Um, so you're going to see a lot of the Blue Jays bullpen too, probably, because the walk numbers for Sanchez, he can't really go deep in games. And without Roberto Ozuna, the Blue Jays bullpen is a lot worse. Um, so I think the Angels, just because of how much better of an offense they are than the Orioles, are a better spot there. Um, and I think the expected output is less than the Yankees, but the prices are also a little cheaper, and I think the ownership should be lower. So I like all three, but I think the Angels are the priority out of those three teams. Yeah, so I think there are uh, one other team that I definitely want to stack tomorrow also is Pittsburgh offense against Homer Bailey, because Homer Bailey has also just been awful this season. We've got Bailey sitting at 6.1 on ERA, 6.05 FIP. He's barely striking out more guys than he's walking, 38% ground ball rate and a 16% home run to fly ball rate. So the Pirates, not a great offense with Marte out right now, but I just don't think home Bailey can get out MLB hitters. So I think the Pirates make some sense too. My favorite offense for the price and expected ownership is the Orioles for me. So I know you brought up Dylan Covey, maybe a little bit of an unknown, but I also don't think that the Orioles are going to have a massive amount of ownership. They struggled against James Shields a little bit on Tuesday night. The Orioles kind of struggle against everybody. Uh, but for the prices, I just think they're good values. Everybody's pretty cheap. I, I really like that spot for them, and you could pretty easily go Maeda and Archer or even DeGrom and Archer with an Orioles stack. They're outside of Machado. Nobody's priced above 4000 yeah, I think I'd just rather pay slightly more for the Angels at what should also be pretty low ownership. But yeah, the Orioles are definitely in a good spot, too. I prefer both of those teams to the Yankees, um, and I think the Pirates do make a lot of sense against Homer Bailey, but their offense just isn't very good without Starling Marte in the lineup. Um, and then the Reds on the opposite side of that game against Chad Cool. Uh, I think Cool is probably just slightly below average, but the Reds do have a pretty fantasy-friendly offense. They hit home runs. There are some guys that steal bases in there, Jose Peraza and Billy Hamilton. Um, the Reds are probably my fourth favorite offense behind the Angels, Orioles, and Pirates. Uh, but I think all of those teams are in the mix. And also, Cincinnati is a really strong hitter's park, and the weather has been pretty good for offense there recently. So uh, both sides of that game, I think, are worth having. And they are much cheaper than the first three teams we mentioned, the uh, Angels, Orioles, and Yankees. Uh, the Orioles do have a lot of good plugs, so I think Manny Machado might just be a little too expensive, but a lot of those Orioles hitters are really, really underpriced, like Adam Jones at 3600 Mark Trumbo at 3300 um, I think those are probably... And Chris Davis, I guess, at 3100 although he's just... Uh, uh, Trey Mancini also. Where is Trey? Let's see. And yeah, Mancini's at 3700 so maybe Machado and Scope aren't really priorities, but I definitely like the Orioles, at least for plugs. Um, and they're probably worth stacking, too. Um, so I think it's those four offenses. And then, I don't know, how much of the Yankees do you think makes sense to have? Because I think there are just better spots for cheaper prices and also lower ownership. Yeah, so I'm going to have Yankee stacks, but I'll probably be uh, underweight to them. I'm going to guess that the Yankees players end up in the 30%-ish range owned. That would be for Judge Stanton and Sanchez. Uh, I would say that I'm probably going to be somewhere around 20 to 25% of Yankee stacks. 
So I don't want to have zero of them because I still think it's a good offense. They're in a good hitter's park. There's potential for them to have a really good game. Uh, I, I just don't want to be I, – I, I don't I, – I feel like that they're worth – I don't want to be too heavy on them due to them – I expect them to be around 30% on So that's where I, I, I plan on being underweight to them if I've guessed the ownership correctly. Right, that makes sense. And, yeah, it's a little bit out of fear because you don't want to have zero Yankees on a night where, I mean, anyone can hit home – like anyone could have multiple home runs in that lineup as easily as any team in baseball – um, Gary Sanchez left the game early tonight. Do you know if that's injury related or they were just losing? So they took him out. Uh, I'm searching Twitter right now. So Gary, according to my first, and the first thing I read on Twitter is, uh, going to be fact. Of so it doesn't look like there is, uh, it looks like he tweaked something running to second well just because of how early it is in the season and how important of a player Sanchez is I think we can sort of assume that if there's anything wrong with him they probably give him the night off I don't think Sanchez has sat out in at least a few days um, that certainly lowers the overall expected output for the lineup yeah definitely so that would make me like the Yankees a little bit less um, but yeah it's hard to say because we don't really know what the deal is with Sanchez this far in advance but I'm going to guess that he doesn't play yeah, I think that's reasonable. So, I, I guess you don't you don't like the uh, Reds as much, but it sounds like the three teams we certainly agree on are the, well, the Orioles and Pirates for sure. I'm probably a little bit higher on the Angels and the Reds, but uh, I think this is a pretty straightforward slate, especially a pitcher where there really are only three or four choices that make a lot of sense. All right, so that is going to finish the podcast. You found me on Twitter, GRMBerGFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at Preaching Sense. We'll be back for tomorrow's slate.